This is the Desperate Times and Resilient Faith podcast with your host, Frank Strickland. Frank is a Christ follower, geologist, army veteran, and disciple maker who has a passion for seeing people survive and thrive in desperate times. Welcome to the Desperate Times Resilient Faith podcast with your host, Frank Strickland. Today we're having a co-host, Andrew Winston, and he's going to share some of his story and uh, and give some background. So, Winston, yeah. um, why don't we just start off? Uh, why don't you give me some idea of where you are right now and, and what life looks like? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm currently in Salt Lake City, Utah, and uh, was raised here. So I grew up here as a kid. Oh, wow. Um, and currently what I'm doing is I have my own creative company. Um, but previously before that, I was on staff at a church called The Well as their campus pastor and the creative pastor there for about well, almost four years. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, and then I launched, uh, stepped away from that back in February of 2021 this year. And um, now I am um, just launching into my own creative creative element. So great. Yeah. Sounds absolutely. like, and you've got a team working with you too. I do. Yeah. So there's uh, four of us total on the team. Uh, we're all over and uh, we, uh, my partner, uh, Michael, lives in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and then um, another uh, girl that works with us, she lives in Texas, and then I have a branding um, graphic designer that lives in Finland, just moved from Brazil. Wow. Yeah. So, we're so all you're not only national, you're international. <laughs> yes, yes, we are all over the place, all okay. over the place, yep. Okay, what I'd like to do now is, why don't you give us an idea of your faith journey? Yeah. You know, let's, let's just kind of unpack and see how God has been working in your life. Oh, man. Um, what was your early childhood like? And, yeah. And uh, what did you Yeah, do? so um, I grew up in church. So my mom and dad, uh, we grew up in a non-denominational church here called New Creation. And um, grew up in church obviously going to Sunday services, going to kids ministry, and then gradually obviously growing to youth and youth camps and all these different things. Um, and so my childhood was um, very, it was set on a really good foundation. Uh, my mom and dad, my mom was a prayer warrior, uh, mm. always praying and uh, just always setting the tone for our family. And my dad was very um, stern in his beliefs and he was very involved with the church as far as even even just um, volunteering, and at one point he was like my youth pastor, and so many different things, and we ebb and flowed through there. Um, but for me, yeah, like childhood was um, uh, pretty pretty good as far as being firmly rooted in in Christ. Okay. Um, so were your parents on staff? So yeah, multiple times my mom was on worship, um, multiple times throughout. Uh, you know, my young, my younger years. And then my dad was always volunteering, whether that was in missions or whether that was in men's groups or whatever, like the need was, my parents were kind of the, the fillers of that need. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I always kind of grew up in, in church, but I will say this, um, and we'll probably talk a little bit more about it, but the, uh, you can grow up in church and, and, and do all the right things. Right. But there was a moment where I kind of began to fall more in love with Jesus as I got older. Yeah. Usually there's a transition between your parents' faith and your faith. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep. And so, uh, yeah, being that close to church, um, you're almost like a PK or an NK. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, I, and my best friends were the pastor's kids. So it, we just, 
we did everything. Oh, we were oh, on every God. service together from sunup to sundown. Oh my goodness. All the things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so initially, you know, you're involved in the church environment, but did you accept Christ at an early age or was this something that, uh, your life journey, just faith journey, just kind of, um, shifted gears somewhere along in there? Yeah. So, man, so I accepted Christ at an early age, but there was a moment in my late junior high, early high school years where I was kind of kicking the tires on faith. Okay. I would call it. Um, where I knew the foundation was set in me, but there was some kind of, um, there was something in me that wanted to kind of see other religions hmm. and, um, and kind of search out what, is, what does that look like? Obviously growing up in Salt Lake, the, the primary religion here is the LDS faith, right? Mormon, right. Mormon culture. And so I have a lot of friends that were Mormon. I grew up around a lot of different, different ones and. And my mom actually is a, um, she was a gospel singer. And so um, she had the opportunity to sing in over 170 wards. Wow. Um, How great thou art. And just really share the gospel in a different way. And so my parents were always um, believers of, of me experiencing other, other things so that it would always lead me back to the foundation of where I was already set. And so in my, in my junior years and high school years, I was kind of like, kicking the tires on faith plus i was in those are my rebellion i would say mm-hmm. <laughs> i was a little bit rebellious in those in those years um as far as like partying and and experiencing just a little bit of drugs and a little bit of alcohol and just kind of the lifestyle of even dance and the dance culture and what that looks like and traveling and being a professional dancer being in movies so i i experienced all these different things and so i was really kind of kicking the tires on faith so i wouldn't say yeah, I was saved at a young on, at a young age and baptized, but for me, it kind of the realization of of actually who God was didn't come to actually my early twenties. Okay, I would say, and I say realization, I say more or less like the love of God hmm. kind of became more real to me in my early twenties. So you said you came to Christ early. Yeah. So was that just? Um, you know, through a youth group, or was it just a uh, something to um, be part of the group, or do you think it was you really understood what was going on? Yeah, so I understood what was going on because I had sat in enough churches to know. Okay, but I didn't know. Like you can know and have a head knowledge of God, but right. I didn't have a heart knowledge. I okay. would say. And in um, in our high school years, there was one moment we actually came to a youth camp. This was about when I was in 11th grade. Mm-hmm. And um, we went to a youth camp and all of my best friends went, me and my best friend. And um, we we both and a lot of us got radically like touched mm. at that moment. Um, but then you almost have this like epiphany and realization of like, how can I sustain this in a world that doesn't believe what I believe? Mm. Right. So. There's a moment of like me and my best friend, he was a few years older than me, and he's actually now a pastor of that church that I grew up in, and we're still best friends in Salt Lake and everything like that. God radically changed him. We used to party together, everything, you name it, we did it together. Mm-hmm. And um, we went to this youth camp, and we just came back like on fire for God. And we had experienced going to youth camps and like, oh, yeah, you know, having fun and, you know, doing our thing. And like we, we can sense God's presence. I was always aware of his presence. I was okay. always aware of like, 
the Holy Spirit, because I grew up with my mom praying in the spirit around my house. Like, you know, I saw my mom in her knees. I saw my dad pray before God. Like, so I knew what the presence of God felt like. But then at the same time, I didn't know if I could fully immerse myself in that at the same time of being in the culture that I was in. Okay. There's kind of two parts to coming to Christ. Yeah. Uh, It says in the Bible that they preach Jesus as Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. And so those are two very distinct areas. Right. Yep. Um, Many times people accept Christ as Savior. Yeah. You know, because they want to be delivered from sin, and it's kind of a form of fire insurance. Mm -hmm. You know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm in, I'm going to go to heaven, and so on. But the lordship side of it many times is under-emphasized because Christ as Lord is basically giving control of your life to him. And and so as a young child, sometimes that's difficult to grasp, you know, what what that looks like. And also, you know, just as we go through life, we see additional areas that are affected by that lordship. So, right, right. So would you say the lordship side of it was what was really kind of radically changed as you uh, moved into your uh, late teens and so on? Yeah, I would say definitely I had more of a realization of that, but it still took me, it, it still took me some time, honestly, if I'm being like, really, like I knew, I knew that I can go to go to God at any point, and I knew that the Holy Spirit was living in me. I mean, Cal Spirit filled, like, even after we came back from that youth camp, we would have, literally, it was kind of like, we just went on revival mode. Like, as mm-hmm. teenagers, we would go, there's a small group of us, I know we still laugh about it today because we're still all really close, but we would go, literally, we wouldn't go out and just hang out with people and go to parties on the weekend. We From that youth camp, we literally would, would sit together, we would go to the church, we had a key, and uh, we would all just pray. We would pray mm. that revival would come, sweep okay. this, this church. And this was back, this is in the early 2000s, you know? So we would just come in and ask God to radically change us mm-hmm. and to use us in a major way to unite this city for the gospel of, of Jesus. And so, but there was a moment too, I felt like that that the Lordship, what you're asking was, was as it was transitioning in my heart. But still, there wasn't that quite revelation of that yet until I kind of got to my early my early 20s. Okay. Is what I would say. Okay, good. So one of the things that you had an advantage, you had an opportunity to put it into practice yep. right away. Absolutely. You know, when it comes to involvement with other people and, yep. and real life, you know, what we call ministry. Okay, so what changed in your early 20s? I mean, it sounds pretty good yeah, so far. Yeah, yeah. So what really changed for me, I actually... Um, so it was kind of like this back and forth dance with God, <laughs> I would say I was doing. It was like I knew who he was. I knew that he could forgive me. But I almost kind of depict myself. Um, I I love the Psalms a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I love David. And I love how his, his search for God was on a daily note. And his, his ebb and flow and his relationship with God was all over the place. But God still called him a man after his own heart. Why did he choose to do that? Because he went to him in every situation. Right. And so um, there's this moment when I was 21 years old and um, I was just battling. I didn't know kind of where I was at in that point in my life. I knew who Jesus was. I was heavily involved in church. Um, I was volunteering and doing all these things, working full time job. 
But it kind of felt like life was beginning to cave in on me. There's been like this pattern that I've been assessing. It's about every three to five years where it's like there's this moment of God had like he shifts something in me. Mm. And um, it's either he's taking me to a new level where I have to strip off some of the old man. Right. And then rise up higher. Um, But in this moment, it, it felt like, okay, God, I didn't know who I was. I was kind of having like identity crisis. I was kind of in this like mode of god what's next for me i've been in the same place for a while it's been good but i don't know like what are you moving me into and so i went to this place called pure life ministries and basically it's a man that deal uh, a men's kind of um camper retreat and all all sorts of men from all ages 18 and older they go here to whether they're they're dealing with moral failure whether they're dealing with pornography whether they're dealing with um, their identity as far as homosexuality, whatever it is, like they go to this place and it's like a place where you can just be in solitude. And I remember finding this place cause I was dealing with like pornography at the time and just on and off and just kind of like, okay, God, like I want to break this off of mm. my life. I want, you know, I don't, I want to be free from this, this addiction that I'm having. I know that it's not your best, but why am I finding myself doing this dance with you, you know, mm-hmm. over and over and like doing this dance, you know, of, you know, I'm, 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 doing everything I can to seek you with my whole heart. But then, yeah, I'm feeling um, kind of uh, not destroyed, but kind of just like in this in this moment of of desperation. Mm -hmm. Like, I want more of you and I know that that you have more for my life. Mm -hmm. So 21 years old, I went to this uh, place called Pure Life Ministries in in Dry Ridge, Kentucky. And and uh, it was one of the hardest things that I ever did, because in this place, basically what you what they do is like you, you don't have a cell phone. (laughs) <laughs> you don't have internet like literally it goes back to like you're just in solitude you have books you have the bible you have different things and they walk you through the seven month journey mm-hmm. in your relationship with god they have a counselor for you you go meet with them every single week and then you still work a job you know and all these different things but i felt like god was like calling me to this place to really find freedom and um so you're ahead. kind of disconnecting from you know your situation yeah. so you could focus yeah you know absolutely. that 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 tech disconnect is huge yes you know? huge huge and then this was back in like this was when uh 2010 yeah I went to this place so i mean technology was starting to ramping up kind of pre-iphone it's even way more yeah pre-iphone <laughs> exactly so yeah. i went i went there and i'm just asking god i'm like god like you know take me back to square like take me to the heart of who you are like I don't want any distractions. I don't want, this is why I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm here to get free. I'm here to know who you are. And so this is the point, like literally I was getting up at 4 a.m. every day, devotions, reading, going to the mountain and praying. Like this was like my my routine. Then we go to work, we leave for work at 6.45 and I would come back at two, back into solitude. Like it was like this this daily routine of of asking God, okay, how can you purify my heart? set me free Mm -hmm. i want to burn for you i want to yearn for you like this is what i want to do and so this is about four and a half months in and i'm desperately seeking god and and i felt like i wasn't getting any answers Mm. it felt like i was knocking at the door and he wasn't opening yeah you know like job yeah exactly (laughs) like where are you god like where you know i'm 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 here for you and i i don't I don't hear you. I don't see you. And yeah, I would get certain little revelations here and there, but I'm looking for the aha moment. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for like the revelation to like illuminate my path, illuminate my life so that like I can leave different to the next level, to the next yeah. level. Yeah. And so um, about four and a half months in um, or no, this is actually like 
no, excuse me, this is about six months in, and you mm-hmm. you graduated at like at at seven months, so they kind of like oh, so you're kind right. of take you out. So I'm like right on the edge, yeah. and I'm like God. I'm like you're nearing the end. Like I'm, you know, I want, I want to change. I, I want to, like, literally, I'm in desperation for you. I want to mm. leave this place different than what I came. And so, six months in, I get up, do my regular routine, and um, at the end of every every year, they have like this annual conference, and the guys that are in in um, at the camp at that point, we all sing songs um, at the conference. So we sing two songs, and. Um, we sang one of my favorite songs now to this day called the Stand by Hill song. And it says, you stood before creation. You carried the cross for my shame. My sin weighed upon your so- shoulders, my soul now to stand. And then it goes on to say, and I'll stand with arms high, high and lifted up and all these different things. And I remember in the middle of that, there's like 500 men that had gone through the, the, the camp previously in the audience. And I just started breaking out into tears. Mm just like and i couldn't control it you know how it's like when god hits you it's like mm-hmm. there's no controlling like it just yeah. all just started pouring out and i'm like god what are you speaking to me like what's what's happening i'm trying to sing the song and like everybody's like looking at me it felt like i'm like <laughs> why am i crying in this moment you know like what's yeah, happening this is embarrassing yeah this is embarrassing <laughs> i don't know what's happening i'm with all these men you know <laughs> like what's happening and uh, God was just okay. He's like, I want you to keep keep this this tone and this posture of heart. So the conference carried on, and then I ended up getting back to the house. But I'm still crying on the way back. Like when literally we're carpooling, there's five guys in the car. Mm. They're like, Are you okay? And I was like, I don't know what God's doing. God's doing something. I have mm-hmm. no idea. And then I go back to my dorm, go back on a prayer walk, take my Bible, and I open it up to this scripture, Galatians five and six. It says, Now faith worketh in and through and by love. And um, at this point in my life, I had been to a Bible school that talks a lot about faith and having faith and, you know, the word of faith and all of that. And um, so I knew a lot about faith, but the scripture st- stood out to me so much in that moment. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me so clearly. He said, now that you have, you know, um, a greater revelation of my love for your life, your faith concerning your sins or concerning anything that you're wanting to be free from, it can now activate. And so what the Holy Spirit was saying to me in that moment was now that you have a greater revelation of my love for your life, now your sin is weighed upon my shoulders. Now you can be free. Now you can walk in freedom. And before I knew of God's love, right? Mm -hmm. But I didn't have a revelation Mm. of his love for me. Mm. And so in that moment, it was like there was this light bulb that finally just clicked. And I went from there like, just feeling like God, like, wow, how gracious are you that you love me no matter what, no matter what I've done in the past, no matter what I'll do in the future, no matter what I've done in the present, like you still love me. Like every stripe on your back that you bore was for me. Mm-hmm. Every every nail that was in your hand was for me. And so I started having this clear revelation of like who he is and who mm-hmm. he was mm-hmm. in my life. And then now, like my faith concerning healing and deliverance and freedom, it can now happen because I what I had a greater revelation of His love. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. You know, as I've been down the road several decades. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think one of the things that God really has as the highest priority is getting to know Him. It's mm-hmm. not so much serving Him. Yeah. It's not so much doing things as connecting with him. Wow. And, you know, the attributes of God 
which are a description of his personal characteristics and how he interacts with his creation and so yeah. on, um, is pivotal. Right. Um, everything we go through eventually ties back into getting to know him better. Mm. Um, the hard times, he reveals himself many times in areas that we couldn't see in the good times. Right. But all of it is kind of revealing different aspects of him. In fact, one person has said, there is no problem in the Christian life that can't be traced back to a misunderstanding of some attribute of God. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Whether it's his sovereignty, his love, his mercy, his grace, his justice, you know, all of that. And so it's interesting you keep on saying you you had a new revelation of who he was like. Yeah. And so that's that's transformational. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And then too, like from that moment, it felt like I I, I walked with a greater purpose. Mm. Because I now knew that even if I didn't do anything externally of value in mm-hmm. this world, I walked with a greater purpose knowing that God actually loved me. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that that is not even think. I know that as people experience that kind of love, it it allows you to, and and it, it I hope, and it allowed me to really just release my past, hmm. and like actually just like when they say cast into the sea of forgiveness, I'm like, I'm I'm throwing that because I've always felt hesitations, even as pastoring and pastoring, you know, in Salt Lake. I literally, I was so hesitant to say yes to pastoring in Salt Lake because of my history here. Hmm. And God was like, why? You know, I'm like, God, well, I've done stuff with so-and-so, but this person, this person, they also live in, in Utah. Mm-hmm. They also live here. So at any moment, they could come into my campus while I'm preaching and disrupt what you have. Mm-hmm. And so God, but God's like, no, I'm fighting the battle for you. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so it was just like this reoccurrence of, and he always takes me back to that moment at Pure Life. It doesn't matter what season season I'm in. He always takes me back there hmm. and says, remember that I love you. Remember that I'll protect you, that I'll fight the battle for you. Yeah. You know, and that I'm with you. You know what I mean? And that you're protected, you know? And yes, yeah, you know, everybody's made mistakes and done different things. But at the end of the day, it's like, okay, if we know that God loves us, it's like you can do anything and you can conquer anything. So I walked with a greater sense of purpose from that point on. That's really what the gospel is about. Yep. And, you know, people think, well, the gospel is something you go through, you accept it, and then you go on. But no, the gospel really affects the rest of our life. Because Absolutely. that freedom that comes from forgiveness, yep. the freedom that comes from my identity now as a child of God, yep. not a product of my past. Right. And it's also freedom from or a freedom to have new starts. Right. You know, God has got a new beginnings. And so whenever we do something and it can be, you know, pretty catastrophic mm-hmm. before God, we can receive forgiveness. Look at David. Yeah. I mean, here's a man who committed adultery, eventually committed a uh, murder, cover up the whole nine yards. I mean, that's pretty deep in the weeds. Right. And yet, when Nathan came to him and said, you are the man, and he confronted his sin, he, in Psalms, I think it's 51, is his psalm mm-hmm. or prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, before you and you only have I forgiven, yes. have I sinned. Yeah. And so yep. the forgiveness he got from God was foundational for the rest of his life. Right. And, right. and he was able to go on. So 
of course, there's consequences to sin. Absolutely. You know, and they can be, you know, pretty major. And yep. you look at David and, you know, here's yep. a good example of it. But, but our identity now is no longer our past. Right. And I right. think that's a problem. Some even in Christian counseling, sometimes we get so identified with our past, it becomes yeah. our 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 future. Yeah, you know, it yeah. becomes our whole identity. Yeah. So you experience a new freedom mm-hmm. from your past, from your yep, uh, being tied to fears. You know, absolutely never coming up. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just like this illumination of just hope for the future as well yeah because like i said earlier it felt like how can i really live out the call of god on my life when i'm literally i'm i'm in i felt like i was in so much dysfunction and just chaos internally and as well there there became a moment at that point where i felt like finally god can can, god can begin to use me but he never i felt like he at in the beginning of it i felt like I could do a lot of really good things, right? But I didn't feel like God could fully use me because I hadn't fully given him my heart. Good. Mm-hmm. And so I think from that moment, God was like, he was revealing to me, give me your heart. Mm-hmm. I'll show you how much I love you. And then I can use you in great capacities. And he has, you mm-hmm. know, and I still made mistakes along oh, yeah. the way. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm human. I'm only 32 years old. I have a lot to learn <laughs> in this in this life and in this season i and, love that bumper sticker it says uh christians are not perfect just forgiven yeah oh yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah. yeah so i'm just i'm still learning a lot i still mess up i mean this year has brought lots of challenges my way and last year brought lots of challenges my way but um i just know that god is faithful he always takes me back to that moment and so when you talk about revelation and you talk about lordship i would say that moment mm-hmm. was the moment that i made jesus the lord mm-hmm. of my life yeah yeah and it changes the course of your life. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Um, so when it comes to um, your current situation, yeah, how are you seeing God using you in yeah. your current? Uh, yeah. Um, well, this year was another kind of year of a strip back for me. Okay. Um, as far as even just stepping down from ministry and, and all of that. And that's a whole different other topic for a different day. But um I felt like this year God was really, he's still using me, which is amazing mm-hmm. because he uses me. He uses you in your faults. He uses you in your it's shame. Amazing. He uses anybody. <laughs> he uses anybody. <laughs> you know, if, if you're able to listen, you give him your heart, he'll, he'll use you. Yeah. Um, but to this year, honestly, all that God has spoken to me more than anything is to get your character in line. Mm. Um, be who you say you're going to be, go where you say you're going to go, do what you say you're going to do. Mm. And um, that was so clear to me, even walking through this season with my pastor. Um, it's just very clear, like, d- you know, get your character in order. And There's I, an old school term for that. It's called integrity. Integrity. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, it's, it's, it's hard to find. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's hard to find even in, in my generation, in 32 and younger. Any generation. Or any generation. Yeah. yeah. But it's it, like it's literally something that God is is moving me into and so the part of the stripping back and stepping back yeah that made mistakes this year and last year and different things like that but a lot of it is is get your integrity get your character in line because i do believe in the next three to five years there's something that god is going to do mightily through me Mm -hmm. and um it's going to take my character to withstand it it's going to take me to be able to uh to uh what's the word i'm looking for kind of navigate through it and not not get too uh 
big headed, I guess, mm-hmm. <laughs> with maybe what's coming next and to remain humble and to remain in humility. Um, and so this year has honestly been kind of a year of, of taking a backseat. And yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing things in the front lines as far as still building creativity and still helping people reach, you know, reach people through podcasts or reach people in a creative element. But for me, on a personal note, it's been more so, okay, sit back and um, work on your character. Mm. Work on sitting in silence. Work on nobody giving you any accolades. Work on not preaching every single Sunday. Work on, you know, that kind of thing of, of sit, sit behind in closed doors. And so I think what, I, what I've learned is that God does his best work, um, I, I believe, in the dark. And what I mean by that is if you kind of even look at just a tree and how it grows and all of that, sometimes it doesn't come to fruition until years mm-hmm. or it doesn't come into maturity until, until years. And so um, God was kind of challenged me this year and, and the years to come to kind of be the seed that's growing in the soil in the dark yeah. so that in the future it can mature and God can do his best work. Right. Yeah. yeah in Proverbs, there's a uh, uh, one that talks about a person planted by the tr- streams of living water. Mm. You know the righteous person, yeah. and so, so good. you know you see the the tree and so on, but you don't see the roots, and right. it's those roots going down deep into wow. God that produces the fruit eventually. Yeah. In fact, I've even heard said that fruit is excess energy beyond what's required for survival. Wow. wow. In the Christian's life, that's that's true also. You yeah. know, if we're just holding our nose above water and just, wow. you know, barely hanging in there and so yeah. on. You're not going to see any fruit. Right, right. Or it'll be anemic. Yeah, um, absolutely. But the person who has his roots deep into God, he's the one that produces lasting fruit, it yeah. says in John 15. And so um, you mentioned the future. Yeah. One of the things that's going to be an emphasis in this podcast is the remnant. Mm. The Bible talks about the remnant yeah. as a group of people who are unique in a time of trial and tribulation they provide the stability for the nation wow and i love that and every time you you hear about like for instance the second return of christ every time it's mentioned the emphasis is up on getting our character yeah our life straightened up so that we're ready for it that's so good and so when it comes to being a part of the remnant, we've got to work on that integrity. Yeah, we've got to work on our, on our walk with God and wow. upon our our character. Yeah, yeah, because that's going to be our whole message. Yeah, yeah, and so I think that's honestly what what God. I mean, to sum it up and um, to kind of wrap it up for me, it's it's just a revelation of His love, and then I think this year more than anything is. Uh, building my character and my integrity, um, which is honestly, it's one of the hard, the hardest things. <laughs> if I'm going to be honest, it's one of the hardest things that I've had to do. To be truthful, it's impossible without yeah. him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think for me, it's, it's, it's like this thing because there's so many things that have been attached to me. There's so many lies that I've believed along my journey. There's so many things that God is stripping away from me. And I'm having to honestly... And it, even when I say sit in the dark, there are moments where I have to sit in silence. I have to close my eyes and I have to go back to a moment that I maybe sinned against God and, and really uh, did something in a negative sense. And so I'm literally revisiting all these moments mm. and asking God to heal me mm. so that I can build my character, so I, that I can sustain and, 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 and really just kind of 
um, grow in the next season that he that he really has for me. But honestly, all of it would never be possible if I didn't have the revelation of his love for me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. back when I went to Pure Life Ministries. And that was so timely. And um, really, I, I honestly, I go back to that all the time. I still have the journal where I wrote it down in. I revisit mm. it and I'm like, God, like, wow, you, you love me. Like, Do you, you think people me. have to go to that uh, program in order to get that? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I so think if that somebody's listening that. and say, you know, I'd like to have that too, you yeah. know, but I yeah. can't afford the time or you know, right. no, whatever I, to go I think that, like that everybody is different, but I think that what you have to do is you have to allow yourself to be still enough mm. to get the moment from God. And for me, I was so busy. I've lived a busy life. And that's one of my um, downfalls is that I will get busy in order to avoid it's one of the curses of ministry, too. Yep, yep, curses of ministry. And um, that's one thing that I that God was calling me to do in that season. And that's why I, I believe that God gave me that revelation in that season because it was at the end of my stillness that mm. he finally gave to me. And I think that there was a reason why it took so long. Hmm. six months i'm like i'm I'm ready i'm like give this to me in a month you know what i mean so i can like have the rest of the seven months just free and doing whatever and guys come on this is 2021 solve solve everything in 30 minutes exactly exactly and so i think that no you don't have to go somewhere like that you can find the presence of god and the stillness and his love for you right in your bedroom Mm -hmm. you can experience his love for you as you're driving your car you can experience his love for you as you're eating dinner it doesn't matter but you have to be willing and wanting wanting it yeah We've got to be motivated. We have to be motivated to find it. God says, if you seek, you'll find Find me. Mm -hmm. And seeking requires really wanting it. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's where where I'm at. Well, great. I appreciate your sharing. This has been good. And so um, uh, next time we're going to go into another aspect of your life. Yeah. And we'll unpack that. And and that's what your experience as a black Christian has been like and how that works out in this culture. Absolutely. So if you've uh, enjoyed this, uh, go down below and press like and share it with your friends. And next time we will get together and continue our conversation with uh, Andrew here. Until then, have a good time.